Welcome to Focus on Claims with Ernie Bray, CEO of ACD. Hey everyone, Ernie Bray here with ACD and today I wanted to put an episode out that talked about the value of creating claims processes, using data to do that. And I was thinking about it and there's a guy out there that I've known for years. This guy is an industry expert. He can add a ton of value. If you're a claims professional out there, you're a manager, you're trying to wrap your head around key points of data and metrics and how to run your operations in, in claims, this guy will give you some great information today, some nuggets of knowledge that are going to be super valuable. So today, without any further ado, I'm going to introduce you to Ken Oswald. But first of all, let me tell you about Ken. Ken's been an insurance claims professional for over 40 years and has held senior leadership positions within insurance carriers, third-party administrators. He even owned his own TPA for several years. They specialize in commercial and personal auto, trucking, cargo liability, workers' comp. He's been a guest speaker at many conferences. There's so much I could say about him, but you know what? I'm not going to sit here and just read this. I'm going to introduce you to Ken Oswald. Ken, thanks for coming aboard. Good morning, Ernie. I want to say, uh, you know, thank you to uh, you for first inviting me, uh, you know, to discuss this topic and just giving me the opportunity to share what I've learned over 43 years. I'm embarrassed wow. to say 43 years. Wow in the in the industry and you know i was really fortunate uh, ernie along my career to have other claim professionals mentor me take an interest in me first of all i don't know why uh -huh. uh, but i guess i'm kind of a likable guy and i was able to learn quite a bit from them over the years and i've worked with ceos like you yeah uh, and other vendor partners who have helped me along the way too so it's not because I'm an incredible, uh, you know, technician or an incredible person. It's been people like you and other CEOs have really influenced my career, and I've learned from that. And well, thanks. I've been given the opportunity to lead large claims groups mm -hmm. within our insurance industry. I've been in the industry since, you know, the 70s. And along the way, I've been able to lead large claims groups that oversaw special investigations, material damage, litigation. I was even given the opportunity to learn uh, by a large carrier, uh, marketing, uh, actuarial, underwriting, you know, learning the four chair, actually the four legs of our industry, which the fourth leg would be claims. You know, we always get blamed for everything yeah. because costs going up and things like that. So I then learned, you know, I have to, to protect myself, I have to learn about data gathering yeah. and how important it is to data mine. Mm -hmm. how it is how important it is to analyze it and then you know execute uh, upon it and along the way one of the things i really really was able to learn and capitalize on was process improvement what's the root causes of process failure mm -hmm. and hopefully today we can cover a little bit about that yeah yeah totally so hey how, how did you get in the industry to begin with how, how did that even start 40 years some years now well, it was, you know, my, uh, a dear aunt of mine happened after I got out of school, a dear aunt of mine worked for the automobile club of Southern California. Uh -huh. And like most people to get out of school, you can't find a job. And she just happened to say, Hey, the auto club's hiring. They're hiring this position called a supernumerary position. And I had no idea what insurance was other than I had to have it to be safe on the road. I went and interviewed and myself and five other individuals were hired and we were called supernumeraries. 
And after six months of training, there were only two of us left, me and another individual. And I like to think I was successful because for those first six months, Ernie, which is unheard of, I had a trainer by my side every day for six months. And I had an inside job. And then when I went out to the field, I had a field trainer for nine months. Those, those days are long gone. Uh, as we know now, we put everybody through the chairs very, very fast. And I want to talk yeah. about that a little bit later, too. Yeah, it's kind of, so sort of similar to my story. I mean, I got out of college. I didn't really know what I wanted to do and got into insurance, you know, and you kind of work your way up. And that's kind of, kind of how I got in, too. It's funny how we all kind of get in the industry of their own, you know, our own ways there. So I wanted to hear, and I think it's really important for the audience to see, is like when you, having worked for different organizations, what is it like when you go in and you go into a carrier, how do you analyze things? Like, how do you look at data or how do you like just the whole operation? I'd like to see how do you, when you come aboard a carrier, what are the areas you start to analyze and how, how do you do it? Well, that's a great question. You know, I, I think hopefully I first want the audience to know that, you know, what I'm going to talk about today, I know there are some very sophisticated carriers out there today, Ernie, and you know them and like I do in TPAs that, already practice some of the things I believe in. But I hope at the end of our conversation, there'll be carriers and TPAs that can take some of this and utilize it or call me so I can clarify or assist them, you know, later on down the road. But the first thing I look at are some of the most important assets I believe a company has. And, and sometimes they can be forgotten. You know, it's, it's their staff. It's the adjusters and the leaders. You know, who are they? Um, I think, you know, carriers need to capture data. When I go in, I ask them, what's the experience level of your, of your leaders? What's the experience level of your adjusters? What's the adjuster to leader ratio today, Ernie? I think some carriers are stretching it where there's too many adjusters to a leader. And, you know, some things are lost because if you don't capture the right data about experience level, um, you may not have the right person in the right job with the right workload and the right tools to get the right results, right? That's the first area I look at. I then look at, you know, new loss frequency per adjuster. I've learned through the years, Ernie, that it's very important for some of these, you know, carriers and TPAs to have the right workloads for their adjusters. And if they're not measuring data like new loss frequency per adjuster by claim type, you can have individuals getting too much work and not delivering the right service levels that carriers are striving for today. We, we know it's very, very important about how fast you get to a claim and how well you handle it. So if you're not measuring it, it's pretty hard to succeed there. I then look at the inventory and pendings. Claim management systems, Ernie, we've all talked about yep. it. Some carriers do an awesome job of investing in their claims management systems. So when I look at a carrier and I go in and start analyzing, I first ask, what are its capabilities? Has it been modeled to capture, you know, the, the KPIs, the key performance indicators the company believes are most important to them and, of course, to their customers? And can they then analyze it and report out on it? Um, I look at that. And what are their published KPIs? Do they make sense? Are they achieving KPIs? If not, why? What are their workflows and processes? And here's a big one. Vendor partners. ACD, for example. You know, if I have ACD as a vendor partner, 
are they sophisticated enough to give me what I need? And the answer has always been yes. How can I capitalize on their data? How can it make me better? How can I then utilize that information to better service my, my customers? So I look at vendor partners and what's the availability of the company's current data? And what's the available data from vendor partners? You know, I've been a firm believer that you know, another method of just gathering vital data is by establishing truly strong and trusting relationships with the right vendor partners. Um, you know for sure that I've learned that some vendor partners that specialize in vehicle appraisals, such as ACD, there's others that have salvage, subrogation, SIU, they have some of the best data gathering tools available to the industry. So I look at those 10 key points mm-hmm. and see if there's any strengths, capitalize on them. If there's any areas of improvement opportunity, help them capitalize on those. So those are the first things I, I come in and I look at. And that's awesome. And you know, I mean, when, when we were talking about the fact that you, you were talking about, about the staffing and, and, and how many you know, claims are being assigned to an adjuster or are there, is there a workload? I think a lot of times we think of data and we're thinking of ways how you can obviously, you know, affect results for the customer or the policyholder. But really, that operational ability to make sure your staff is not overloaded can, can really drive so much performance in so many different ways. I mean, I, 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 when you look at it this way, do you think that companies out there have enough data or know what data they need to really to do their operation in, in your experience in consulting or whatever? What do you see? I mean, do you see carriers utilizing enough data what's your thoughts well that's another great question too ernie you know my my short answer is you know i hate to say it sometimes is no and you know if i can explain a little bit i you know some cares and third-party claim administrators they're just more sophisticated than others that's why they're industry leaders that's why they have more of the market share a tpa example that has you know the right people in the right place doing the right things with the right leaders and and data gathering, they, they have the most the most carriers, they have the most customers because they've invested in their personnel, they've invested in their claims management systems. I think that gives them the opportunity to create, you know, a high performing, you know, claims team. They capture and analyze key performance data. I really believe the area they miss the most on, and there's two areas, two categories I've always break, broken it down to. And I may be the only, maybe one of the few people that think about it, but getting back to adjusters and leaders, if you don't capture, and I've been a big believer in having a, a library or a database of years of experience, years of experience by position, um, what years have they been in the current position with my company? Is there a catalog of completed training? Um, This should really, I've always thought, Ernie, it's important to have that catalog and then categorize it by the year the training was completed, what type of training, the length of training, the training scores. Do you even capture skill rankings? Because let's face it, if you don't have the right adjuster with the right leaders delivering what you believe are, you know, the right service levels and the right you know, I think customer, not customer satisfaction, but also everybody has these KPIs. Are you achieving them? 
if you don't have a way to have the right people in the right place, and I've said this already twice now, right people, right place, right workloads, tools to make the, the right decisions, mm -hmm. you probably aren't going to really be successful. So um, you, you, we're, talk, we're talking about that, and, and I wanted to kind of hit on some of the, you know, we've all heard, you know, some of the buzzwords about data is being collected, but I'd like, what are some of the, you know, key KPIs you kind of look at? you know, when you're running the operation? What are some of the things that, you know, somebody should be looking at? Yeah, some of the obvious ones, you know, Ernie, and you've heard these too, when you go to these different, you know, conferences, you know, is claim frequency, you know, that, that's an easy one to measure. But are you, are you measuring it, you know, the right way? Um, you have closing cycle times, closing ratios. Are you measuring it by claims type and by position? I find that some of the, carriers I've worked with in the past have claim frequency. Our overall claim frequency is X, but do you then break it down by claim type and by claim position? Same for closing cycle time and closing ratio. What's more important to a carrier, Ernie? Have you ever heard them say, oh, my closing cycle time is much more important than closing ratio? So for me, it's saying, oh, how fast I close, it's more important than how many. No one talks about quality. Do you measure quality? Because let's face it, customers do want their claims closed fast, but they want them closed right. So one of the areas I see that customers miss is how fast a claim was closed. And companies talk about leakage. I prefer about accuracy. I like to use the word claim accuracy. Mm -hmm. And if you can close it accurate, you can't do that with a claims, you know, artificial intelligence. You have to do some critical thinking at the leadership level through quality file reviews. Then everybody measures average indemnity and average expense. And of course, there's a lot of other things I'd like to talk about if we have uh, a chance to about <clears throat> measuring data activity to drive specialty claims like total loss, SIU, litigation, vehicle appraisals, for example. Yeah. Well, let me, let me then jump into this. I mean, what, what would you recommend a TPA or a third-party administrator? What kind of, um, you know, how do you recommend capture that data and analyze that for claims performance? How, do, how would you, what were some good recommendations you'd give? Well, you know, I, I, learned, I kind of learned the hard way, as you mentioned earlier to the audience. I own my own TPA and it was kind of uh, <clears throat> a rough go the first year you know, when you own your own company. And I learned right away that I need to listen to my customers. So the TPAs today that listen to their customers, they're going to be the most successful ones. So I listened to my customers and they all wanted data, which I had to then, I had to really, really hire the right people to create a robust data warehouse for me. And that, that data warehouse really helped me drive the daily performance, Ernie, through performance dashboards. We were able to create, you know, at the operational level that included individual and team scorecards. And they captured, of course, the KPIs that my customers wanted to know about. And some of those were claim frequency and cycle time, closing ratios, but they wanted them at the coverage level, mm -hmm. which was a real challenge. But if you hired the right programmers, again, investing in your staff, Right. If you invest in your staff on the front end, you're able to then gather the right data and put the right person in the right place to analyze it. Then you can act upon it to deliver the results you need for 
you know, your customers. So that, that second part is, is really having the warehouse. The third is I really had to identify a key individual in my company um, who had enough knowledge journey to be able to understand all the claim disciplines, mm -hmm. whether it was casualty BI, first party material damage, workers' compensation. And they were able to analyze the data, help us make any necessary process improvements, and then recommendations to me and my partner so that we could improve our claims processes to deliver the right service level agreements yep. and the right outcomes for our customers. And those that that person, that should be their only function is to analyze the data and provide recommendations. You know, when we talked about coming on this this episode we did talk earlier about the fact that you know i wanted to kind of dig in and i want and you we were chatting about how you had a lot of good ideas i want to dig in on what are some key areas that carriers should be looking at to really optimize you know use data to optimize their process if you had to sit down and say okay what if you you know i don't know two or three different key areas what are some areas that can give some good return on the investment if they focus on some key data points? Like what are some areas you would suggest to a claims professional, executive, you know, BP of claims that would, could yield some great results? Well, I think the first one is uh, a real obvious one that I think is missed quite often. And it's uh, how well you measure the data uh, output by, by the phone. You know, we're almost 100% a phone-adjusting industry now, Ernie. In the day, in the 70s and 80s, everybody had lots of field adjusters, getting to the people out there in the field. But, you know, it's, co it's become cost-prohibitive over the years, and companies now have invested in phone-adjusting. However, my recommendation would be if you're going to almost 100% phone-adjusting, you have to invest in a very sophisticated and robust phone system. And that phone system has to be able to capture data, measure the data that makes sense. I'll give you an example. Some of the obvious ones are how many calls does an adjuster get in a day? And do you separate it out by outgoing calls and incoming calls? So if you want to put that in another category, if I'm a material damage first party comp collision and PD adjuster, I probably have more incoming calls because I'm on the front lines. I'm probably going to have more incoming than outgoing. But if I'm a subrogation adjuster, I should have more outgoing calls because I'm looking to collect dollars on behalf of the company. As you know, very few people are calling people to say, hey, I owe you money, Ernie. Right. When can I think it? How much do you want? Where do I send the money? So those are just two very obvious ones. But I think if you don't invest in your phone system, when you're a phone adjusting company, which almost all TPAs are, they don't invest in the field, they outsource that, then you have to capture the right data to measure how effectively their adjusters are utilizing their phone. And I think some of those key areas they have to measure, besides what I just talked about, are incoming and outgoing is how many of their calls go to voicemail Ernie because that means now you have to touch that claim again right. and return the call makes you less efficient how many of those calls are abandoned which means they weren't answered no voicemail someone got tired of hanging on 
So they abandon their call. How long am I on the phone? Everybody works about 40 hours a day, give or take, right, Ernie, in our industry, these yep. adjusters. If I were to tell you that a material, my material damage adjuster, if I'm a TPA and you came to me and you said, you asked me, so Ken, uh, what's the average talk time your adjuster has on the phone? And I was to tell you um, 15 hours a week. Wait a minute. They work 40 hours a week. Aren't you a phone adjusting company? Where are they doing the other 25 hours? I need to be able to tell them what they're really doing that's going to help close their claims faster, more efficiently, with a higher degree of quality. So if I don't have all the data to do that, and I'm really going to tell my potential customer they're only on the phone 15 hours a day, I'm probably not going to land that customer, Ernie. Mm -hmm. So if you don't know how long your adjusters are on the phone, you're not going to probably be able to get that customer as a new client for a TPA. So that's what I would offer to the TPAs. Insurance companies have other challenges. But if you're not measuring how often they're on the phone, how long they're on the phone with the quality of their outcomes, you're, you're not going to probably be successful as, as a TPA going forward. That's the first one. The other is first notice of loss. You work with a lot of companies or any with these companies have first notice of loss vendor partners. Yep. I think the more sophisticated ones have a company like ACD as their partner who, when the first notice of loss is completed, they're sending ACD and their wide network of appraisers that assignment, which allows the adjuster at the company level who gets that new loss to do one less activity. So I would, I would suggest that these TPAs and carriers, if they don't have something internally already, Ernie, they're partnering with a company like you and their FNOL vendor partner to actually have that FNOL synced up and associated with the appraisal at the very, very beginning. And then make sure the FNOL company is capturing key data points that help them early on identify any potential coverage questions or suspect claims. And that's only going to happen, Ernie, if the carrier or TPA have a great relationship with their FNOL partner and they've worked together to arrive at some key questions that they ask all their insureds right up front that helps the assigned adjuster make some early decisions. That's great. That's great stuff. So, yeah, you know, and that's the thing. I think this FNOL part of the game is really an area of so much opportunity because if you can capture a lot of this at, up front, like you were saying, it could remove those touch points. And I think it really pushed the claim along faster. And, and I think with a lot of the technology out there today, these days, there is, this area is ripe for a lot of innovation. I really think so. It, it, it really is. I agree with you. And, there, and there's companies out there that you know about and I do, and I'd love to talk to, you know, carriers and uh, TPAs that might listen to our session later on uh, about, you know, some of the, who some of those companies are that I could put them in touch with. And, you know who those companies are too. If yeah. I can help them with some of their, you know, KPIs and phone metrics and just other metrics in general. Yep. What do you think about like so about vehicle appraisal and salvage areas? I mean, what do you think in those areas? Like, what are some some things there that could really drive drive success? For you know, the vehicle appraisal process in um, in my mind, sometimes with some carriers, 
and TPAs is sometimes taken for granted because it's just the car. You know, it's just the car. But you and I both know cars mean the world to people, especially here in California. Yep. It's how we get around. They want their car back tomorrow, right? They want it back even yesterday before the claim happened. They want their car back from, you know, the body shop as fast as possible. So if you don't have, I, I would offer to carriers and TPAs, if your claims management system doesn't have a way to assign the appraisal at the FNOL, that you partner with somebody right off the bat. We talked about that earlier. I think your claims management system, Ernie, has to have the ability to capture, you know, some of the no-brainer data, like the total number of completed appraisals. You got to break it out by field versus self-service. And what I mean by the self-service is like the selfie process that ACD has, like some of the other companies have where, you know, we're asking the customer, whether they're the insured or the claimant, to take vehicle pictures and to then upload them and send them back to the carrier or the vendor partner to scrub them and write the appraisal. They have to have that associated with their, their claim system. And I think they have to capture it by repairable versus total loss. They have to break it out by coverage line, by state. A lot of these carriers, you know, Ernie, they, they write in, in, in multiple states. TPAs handle carriers that write business in multiple states. Yep. And they're going to ask that carrier, can you not only give me data by class of claim, but also by state? So if you don't have a sophisticated claims management system that can do that, man, they really have to partner with a company like yours or others that can give that to them because I think they're going to fall short in the vehicle appraisal uh, process if they don't, if they don't have that. And those are just some of the, like I said, the, the no brainers. The others are of course, what was my average estimate amount earning when I wrote the initial estimate right? and then bring it out by what was it with supplement and what was it without supplement? If I don't capture supplements, I'm not going to be able to give that to my prospective and potential client. Salvage, I am a big believer in collecting as much money back earning on salvage and subrogation because that's the way you mitigate and give back to the claim. All these carriers that are going to partner with a TPA, they're going to ask, what can you do for me in the salvage business? What can you give me back in the way of subrogation? So if they don't have a claims management system that captures data like the year make model of the car. That's an elementary one. We know they capture that. But do they actually break it out by advanced charges? What were the advanced charges on this car by state? And what kind of advanced charges do we have, Ernie? More carriers now want to know, my advanced charges are averaging $500 a car. What's the breakdown? How much of that was tow? How much of that was storage? How much of that was cleanup? How much of that was salvage title fee? Because if your advanced charges are increasing, you want to know what of those metrics are causing it to increase. Is it the tow? Is it the storage, administrative fees? Because if you don't know what's causing it to go up, you can't create a plan of attack to improve. And carriers are getting more sophisticated. They're asking more questions of their TPA partners. Mm -hmm. And they're asking more questions internally. 
And here's the big one that carriers are asking TPAs today is what can you guarantee me on net recovery to ACV? You never want to say, I don't know. You want to be able to say, I can guarantee you X percent, and this is why. So if you're not already capturing in your claims management system what the ACV of the vehicle is and what the gross recovery was versus the net, which means you have to know what the advanced charges are to subtract it from the gross recovery, you're probably not going to land that client. Wow. So those are some things I would offer to TPAs and carriers on that's so. huge, Ken. That's huge, Ken. You know, hey, if you're listening, for all of you out there listening to this episode, you know, you probably might have to listen to it a couple times, get a notepad out, write down some of these things, because this is a lot of information, a lot of detailed stuff that I think is kind of a framework that could be used uh, for somebody coming in and, and trying to really, really improve an operations of a, of a claims department. This is great stuff, Ken. I mean, this is so much stuff. Uh, I mean, like I said, anybody take a listen to this again, get a notepad out and, and, and really take some good notes. But Ken, I, we're almost at the end of the show here and I want to thank you again for coming on. This has been awesome. I appreciate all this information. I think all our listeners are going to really have so much knowledge here that they're going to be able to apply this to their operations. And with that being said, I want to thank you. But Ken, can, do, my, do me a favor. Tell our listeners how they could get a hold of you and, you know, I know you're out there, you're consulting right now with, with carriers and, and, and TPAs and all that. Let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you and, you know, get in touch. Oh, I appreciate that uh, a great deal, Arnie. Uh, again, Ken Oswald, and my number is 949-521-0790. And my email address is Ken Oswald, O-S-W-A-L-D, 93 at gmail.com and i'd love to provide additional detail uh, consultation like ernie said there is each one of these areas ernie could have been a topic of its own today i know i know every one of them and i really enjoy it uh, i've been doing it a long time and i still enjoy it after 43 years and it's my opportunity now that i'm retired to give back to our industry ernie and, I, and i'm looking forward to it well, thanks again for coming on, Ken, so much. And like I said, I couldn't say it enough that, you know, anybody who's really trying to improve their operations, you can't go wrong with Ken. Ken, this guy, he knows so much. He can really help you break it down to get to those data points because, I mean, that is going to be what really drives the future of claims. It's operational efficiency. And if you don't have the data, you don't have the know-how, uh, you're not going to succeed. And, and definitely, if you're interested, reach out to Ken great awesome resource this has been focus on claims with ernie bray president and ceo of acd